Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. All right, guys. Hey, hey, how's it going? Megan here. We are back for part two of a two-part series called Hearing God's Voice. If you haven't listened to the first part of Hearing God's Voice, part one, go back and listen to that now because I really dive deep, set the foundation for this topic about how to hear God's voice and some of the the key things that will really help you understand the thoughts that are coming through your mind. And for a quick recap, I was talking about this idea that there are three different kinds of thoughts that come through our minds. And this is what I learned from an author, theologian, Mark Verkler. He says there are analytical thoughts, just the normal everyday circumstance oriented ideas that come and go and kind of direct our daily living analytical thoughts. Then there are flowing evil thoughts. And those are the ones that come from a darker realm, toxic thoughts that that potentially can originate in the demonic realm. And yeah, it's tough to talk about, but we know what it's like to have those deeper, darker thoughts coming through our minds. And then the flowing good, the flowing good thoughts are the ones that come from Jesus and the Father. And these are the ones that we want to access through this beautiful exchange journaling, through our prayer and meditation times so that we can tap into that kingdom realm, that spiritual divine realm with Jesus Christ and God the Father. So go back and listen to that. If you have not, I really tease out these ideas and I'm exploring it along with you. This is something I'm learning myself. And like I said, we are in this together. And at the end of that podcast episode, I list out the names of Jesus. There are many names that really can settle your heart and settle your mind when you think, what in the world am I doing when I pray? What am I doing when I journal? Who am I talking to? And I list out the names of Jesus. And if you would love some beautiful images that you can print out and put in your Bible or your books or hang on your bathroom mirror or wherever you love to be reminded and encouraged about who Jesus is, I want you to go to whoam2.com. That's whoamitalkingto.com. And you will receive four beautiful images with the names of Jesus that you can put. They're all different and you can put them wherever you want. You can give them to a friend, whatever that looks like. Without further ado, let's jump into part two. All right. We can settle in and listen in this space of journaling. After you've written out all your thoughts and you've just laid it all out on the table because you are listening to the mighty God, to the King of Kings, to this wonderful counselor, the Holy Spirit tells us that he is our guide and our advocate and our comfort in times of trouble. This is exactly who you are connecting with when you do this. However, you might still wonder, okay, This all sounds well and good, Megan, but when I sit down with a pen and my journal, I just am not sure if what I'm actually getting is from Jesus. How do I even know if it's him or if it's just my own fabrications? I don't know. And I don't know if I can promise you 100% that we're going to get this all figured out on this side of heaven. But there are some things that I have learned that I want to share with you today that will help you navigate this, a litmus test, sort of an evaluative rubric of sorts that will help you when you're journaling 
And yes, of course, your journaling is going to be private. You don't have to share it with anybody else. But at the end of the day, I do believe that when we are writing down impressions, when we are navigating these impressions from the Lord, it is important that we confirm them so that we can test the health of what we're hearing. And then ultimately we can test the health of where we are headed. Is it in line with the character and the voice of God? Is it in line with the kingdom and the gospel? Is it in line with all those kinds of things? So I have several questions that you can ask yourself when you are hearing something. So I have five ways that will help you test and examine what you hear when you're tuning to flow and you're connecting with the Holy Spirit. The first one is this, test the origin of the thought. So we've discussed discussed different types of thinking, right? Analytical, flowing evil, flowing good. Do these thoughts that are coming to you, do they seem analytical in nature? Are they connected to your own agenda, kind of your to-do list for the day? Are they flowing evil? Are they filled with shame and guilt and isolation and anger? Or are they flowing good? Are they full of light and love and wisdom? Depending on what you're hearing and what is the nature of that thought, if it's full of light, love, wisdom, guidance, goodness, faithfulness, sovereignty, these are our thoughts that are likely coming from the Lord. Okay, number two, does the message align with biblical principles? If you flip through the pages of scripture, are you able to find passages or verses that confirm those words? Could you could you test what you are hearing and what you're writing in your journal with, with verses that you can find in the Bible? If they are in line with foundational principles, then I believe that this could be the voice of God. If it's in the pages of God's word, you will find his voice. You will learn who he is and who he isn't. I want to say right here that beware if what you hear is in direct opposition to scripture. Now, is it going to actually be word for word? Sometimes it is. Oftentimes when I'm journaling and I'm listening to the Lord, honestly, he brings to mind scripture passages because it's already embedded in my heart and mind somehow from memorizing it or reading it or singing it or whatever. And he's like, listen, girl, this impression, this word is already in your heart. I'm going to bring it to your mind and you can trust that I'm speaking to you because it's in line with scripture. Number three, does what you hear as you write, as you get impressions from the Lord, does it line up with the character and names of Jesus? Again, you can go to whoamitalkingto.com, grab that list of those beautiful images with all the names of Jesus, but does what you hear, does it lead you to an experience with mighty God, wonderful counselor, good shepherd, all those kinds of things? Can you make a direct access point? Does it bridge you to that place with the character and names of Jesus? If it does, thumbs up, you can keep going. Number four, test the fruit of what you write or what you hear play it out. Imagine what will happen if you act on this word. When you act on this word, will it lead to godly loving action where you're blessing other people and you're connecting with other people or does it lead you to human manipulation and control? Oftentimes I can just kind of tease out the path as I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, if I write this down and it's bringing me toward connection, towards forgiveness, for, toward reconciliation, toward doing the good work of justice and mighty, you know, what, is, what does God say? To love mercy and walk humbly with God. 
This is what he says in Micah 6, 8. If it's leading you to that, to love justice, walk humbly with your God, then yes, move forward in it. If it doesn't, if it thwarts those type of actions, then I would really, really beware. And number five is this, check with spiritual counselors to confirm. There are people around you, bring others in. If you're on the fence about what to do, if you're confused about whether or not this is God speaking to you, then ask, a f- phone a friend, tap into that lifeline and say, hey, you know what? I understand you to be someone who listens to the voice of God. I understand you to be someone who who wants to follow him and who loves him and who, who knows his voice. So does this sound like his voice to you? Now we're going to cover more about this in later podcast episodes as we get further down the line of journaling, but I would definitely reach out to others. We are not meant to live this life in isolation. We are not meant to give up coming together as some are in the habit of doing, but we are meant to come together in prayer and confirmation and spurring one another on. Those are the five questions that you can ask yourself straight out of the gates every time that you write something down. You test the origin. What kind of thoughts is it? Are they? Does this message align with biblical principles? Does it line up with the character and names of Jesus? Does it, when you play it out, can you test the fruit of what you hear? What will it lead you to? Will it lead you to loving action? And then lastly, check with your spiritual counselors. Can they confirm that this yes is indeed sounds like God? At the end of the day, here's the deal. The spirit is the one who gives life. If you go to John chapter six, verse 63, it says the spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh so much. Like, listen, people, the Holy Spirit gives you life. Your flesh is not going to be helping you at this point because it's going to be steering you down all kinds of crazy paths. But the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Do the words bring spirit and life? Do they help you unlock your mind Do they help you straighten out these tangled up thoughts in order to move forward with clarity and peace? If so, proceed. In the book of James, James reminds us that the true wisdom comes from above. This is what we are doing as we are entering into this beautiful exchange journaling. So I want to take a minute here to read through a passage of James chapter three, verses 13 through 18. And when I read this for the first time, I was like, whoa, this is pretty cool because I feel like James is kind of giving us a blueprint of what it looks like to have analytical thoughts, flowing evil thoughts, and flowing good thoughts. Bear with me here and see if you agree. See if you're tracking with me. James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18, I'm reading out of the CSB version. It says, Who among you is wise and understanding? By his conduct, he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom. This part to me is like, describing analytical thoughts. You have good conduct. Your works show that they are done in gentleness and and through wisdom. This is just your daily to-do list, daily living, working it out. He goes on to say, but if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast and deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there is disorder and every evil practice. Right there in the middle of this passage, we see a description of what flowing evil thoughts look like. Flowing evil thoughts produce bitter envy and selfish ambition. They deny the truth. 
and they are not coming from the Lord. They're coming from the unspiritual demonic realm and there's going to be selfish ambition and disorder and every evil practice. Again, this, (laughs) this is not, this is not comfortable for me to say. And even as I'm speaking it out loud, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I stepping into? This is crazy, but it's real. So if you believe that there are spiritual realms, then you need to pay attention to this because those flowing evil thoughts can come in and they bring nothing but destruction. Okay, here's the last part. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering, without pretense. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. The last part of this passage is showing us what flowing good thoughts look like. James is telling us that the wisdom from the Lord is pure, peace-loving, gentle, merciful, full of good fruits, nothing that you need to boast about. There's no conceit or anything like that. They bring peace to everybody who wants to cultivate peace. Again, you can go, you can open up your Bible, whatever version you have, James 3, verses 13 through 18, and you can do this work yourself. What do you see in these verses? How do you understand analytical thoughts? How do you understand flowing evil and flowing good? I'm going to give you five more questions. This is like a work it out episode. We are working it out. And here's the deal. You might want to go back and listen to this with a pen and a paper or shameless plug, buy the book Untangled Faith on Amazon because I'm, I am teaching to you directly out of step five, which is chapter 11 in my book. So you don't have to write all this down. You can order the book and you can study it. You can circle it. You can really dig into it for yourself. But here are the five questions that I want to leave you with again. You had the kind of the litmus test was the first five questions. And the second five questions are going to help you get even deeper into discernment and understanding if what you are hearing is from the Lord. And I'm taking this directly out of the book of James. I'm not making this up. This is not my own thing that I'm like, well, hey, everybody, this is just what I think it is. No, I'm taking this directly from scripture. And this is what the Lord has shown me. Number one, is it pure? He says, the wisdom from above is first pure. The first thing to consider is that wisdom from heaven is going to be clear and clean and modest and true. There's no pretense about it. There are no inappropriate suggestions, nothing that's going to lead you to want to hide or be private or be shameful. It is beautiful and it is open and is clear and clean and true. Okay. Number two, is it filled with peace? James clearly tells us that if it's a word that brings peaceful, loving solution to your life, then it is likely from the Lord. If it carries civility and harmony into your natural relationships, again, back to the connections, if it connects you to people in a loving way, then it's from the Lord. If it calms your heart to hear it, if it produces a harvest of goodness, all of these things are indications that what you are hearing is from the Lord. Now, I want to make a little bit of a caveat here as I'm talking about this, because I understand that there are certain relationships and there are certain times in life where the boundary lines need to be drawn because other people are bringing toxic thoughts. They are bringing toxic behavior into our life. And God is saying, hey, 
This is not okay. This is going to bring you down. And so we do need to make some, draw some lines in the sand with other people with godly boundaries and being very clear. I'm not talking about that kind of thing today. I'm just talking about your normal everyday stuff that you're working through. As you hear these thoughts, is it pure? Is it filled with peace? Okay. Number three, is it considerate and willing to yield to others? Does what you are hearing show kindness and awareness of other people's feelings? If what you're hearing is just about you and how you feel and how you need to be justified, then I would be a little bit leery if that's from the Lord or if that's flowing evil, it's trying to twist things to the always favor your perspective. I believe that what God wants us to do is be considerate and yield to others and, and be asking him, Lord, how can I see this person from your perspective? If every person is made in God's image, then show me how they are made in your image so that it will help me love them as I love myself. That is the second commandment, isn't it? Number four, is it full of mercy and good deeds? Again, when you tease this out, when you test the fruit of where you are headed with this word, is it going to lead you towards kindness and generosity and sharing yourself and your resources and your gifts and talents? Is it going to help you bear the fruit of the Spirit? You can go directly to Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23 to be like, hmm, I don't know. Does what I'm hearing lead me to love? Does it produce joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? If it produces those things, those are crops. I'm going to call those harvest crops, right? In the kingdom orchard that you are growing, if it produces those things, then you can proceed with a green light because that is what God brings onto the earth. Last question is this, is it impartial? If I have another way of saying it plainly, do you have a personal agenda? Like, are you going after this whole thing, kind of hoping that you're going to get your way and that God's going to kind of vindicate and basically you know, encourage, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is you, this is your personal agenda, this is what you want, or are you allowing the Holy Spirit to speak into your situation with open hands and an open heart? Are you willing to open yourself to the encouragement or challenge and release control of the outcome? I have spent years in this space of releasing control of the outcome. If you want to read a little bit more about my journey in that space, you can go back to my first book, A Beautiful Exchange, responding to God's invitation for more, because I was sitting at that crossroads face to face with my own, the reality that I have my own agenda, that I have this fleshly need to control how other people behave, what they're doing, what the circumstances look like. And God lovingly said, Megan, you need to let this go. You need to release this and give this to me. And I actually have something more beautiful that I will exchange. If you can release control, if you can release your fear and your anger and your desire to kind of manipulate everybody else, guess what? You are going to feel so much more peace and joy because you don't have to be at the helm of everything. So a beautiful exchange responding to God's invitation for more is also on Amazon. You can head there and read it. That was the first book and it's just the work of my heart. But at the end of the day, here's the deal. This section of journaling, when you are receiving God's perspective, is liable to elicit some angst as you wonder, can I really hear God's voice? Am I making all this up? But I'm going to let these words from Mark Verkler wash over you. 
and hopefully bring some peace to your soul and orient you towards kingdom living. He says this, hearing God's voice is as simple as quieting yourself down, fixing your eyes on Jesus, tuning to spontaneity, and writing. So listen, when you're doing this work, you get a chance to get some things off your chest. You get to just go for it. And now it's time for you to shift your perspective, tune your ears and hear from Jesus. Take a breath, close your eyes. Don't think too hard about it. I am a professional overthinker. This is not that kind of work. This is when you need to open your heart and open your mind and ask God to show you his perspective on the situation that you're journaling about. This part is his letter, his love letter to you, his instructions to you. You're going to write this part from kind of that third person perspective as if Jesus is speaking directly to you. So write what comes to your mind. How does he address you? What does he call you? And then what words or impressions come to your mind? If you are a more visual person, maybe you'll get an image. Maybe you'll see something in the spirit realm and then write down what you see. Draw what you see. I don't care. I lose a Pictionary all the time, so I'm never going to draw what I see. But I might write down the words of what I see. Most of the time for me, it's going to come in impressions of sentences and words and phrases and scripture. Don't think too hard about it. Don't censor your thoughts. Tune to the Holy Spirit flow and write whatever you hear. If you catch a vision, draw it. The point is not the medium here. It's the message. If a song comes to your head, write it down. Write until you are finished and the thought comes to a close. But above all else, just start writing. I do not know how to underscore this enough. You will not understand how to experience this to its depth. If you are micromanaging the first part of it and you were overanalyzing and you are wondering and faltering and just thinking, I don't know if I can do this. This is that point where you just kind of free fall. You free fall into the space and you just start writing. As future podcast episodes come, we're going to explore the next steps. Once you hear, once you get these impressions, I'm going to teach you in these next episodes how to find the truth, how to renew your mind, how to confirm what you're hearing. This is not an an experience that's meant to be in isolation and and I'm just going to leave you hanging, not wondering, wondering what you're supposed to do now. You will learn about this process. So stick with it. The understanding is going to come and it is going to be amazing. If you want the book and the journal, you can head to Amazon right now. Look for Untangled Faith, the book and the journal. Hey, grab the beautiful exchange while you're at it. This can be the summer of reading Megan B. Nilsson. Listen, those are the only three books I have right now, so don't worry. And again, I want to mention to you, if you have thought about starting a podcast for yourself, sharing your message with the world, I am partnering with my good friend and podcast coach, Kristen Chadwick, to do her podcast boot camp. You can head to podcast boot camp from idea to launch.com. Both of us are going to be in there helping you, praying for you, encouraging you, and helping you get your message out into the world. That starts September 7th. And then lastly, if you're thinking, man, I would love to read this book and do this journal, but I don't know if I would do it by myself. I mean, I could order it, Megan, but I have ordered a million things and here they sit on my bedside table or in the dining room or in the office and I have not touched them. Well, go ahead and order the book and journal because in September, 
I'm going to be leading a group of people through this. We can do this together. We can read the book together. I'm going to add some supplementary teaching and we're going to have a weekly Zoom for six weeks in a row starting the week of September 18th in which you can come together. You can talk to me directly, process this with a group of other people. It's going to be amazing. All right. I love you guys and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsson or head to my website, meganbnilsson.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.